Precious Metals having a tough week. Welcome to Kit Row, Kitco Roundtable. I am Paul Harris. Michael McRae is away. So um, we're going to have all manner of chaos this week. I've got two guests this week, Ian Ball, Interim President and CEO of Canadian Gold, and Rob McEwen, who doesn't really need much more of an introduction than that. Hello, Rob and Ian. Hello there. How are you, Paul? I'm very well. Getting better. Weekend's almost here. Ian, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Okay, Ian, let's start with you. You recently closed a transaction to acquire Rob McEwen's private exploration company, Apollo Exploration. Tell us all about that, how it came about, and what's the backstory here? Like, I guess the, the summary is that Rob and I started Apollo Gold together uh, last year, and we acquired a number of projects around some of the biggest gold mines and gold projects in Canada. And we were looking for a way to uh, go public. And we saw a company called Satori, which had some very attractive attributes. And so we combined the two companies and renamed it Canadian Gold Corp two weeks ago. Okay, thank you. Let, let me sort of come in with a question here, because um, it's been a difficult time for gold equities, particularly the junior explorer equities. So um, what, what's the thought process and what was the experience like of going public at this time? Well, I think even in a tough market, if you have a good story, you're still going to attract investors, high grade, high margins with uh, with an operation or a project that you believe will be very concentrated on all the key characteristics, renewable energy, low power intensity, um, I think will still grab the market's attention. And Rob was able to provide capital to the story to get it going. Okay, so seed capital from a well well known and renowned investor obviously helps. Okay, I want to get into what you're going to do, your work program, your plans for the year a little bit later on. Uh, first, let's uh, talk a little bit about macro. Gold prices are holding firmly above two thousand dollars an ounce uh, this week, as consumer sentiment appears to be souring rapidly due to growing recession fears and a potential debt crisis in the, over the horizon. Gold appears to be finding some uh, solid safe haven support with June gold futures trading at $2,023 an ounce in what has been a narrowly losing week for the Yeto Met yellow metal. Over to mining now. White Knight um, Pierre Lassonde uh, is coming through on his promise to resist Glencore's unsolicited $22.5 billion US bid for tech resources, um, saying he plans to offer to invest in tech's coal business, according to London's Financial Times. Lassonde had previously said he would lead a consortium to take up to a 20% stake in the coal business, as he believes the assets should stay in Canadian hands. Rob, let me just bring you in here very quickly. You're based in Toronto. Well, what's your view of what's happening here and the, um, how can I phrase this subtly, the sort of pseudo-nationalistic uh, currents um, in Canada sort of trying to resist Glencore's um, aims to take over tech? Well, I'll give uh, Pierre some boxing gloves. He, you know, there. I, I think Canada or the Toronto Stock Exchange positions itself as being the mining finance center of the world, but that's becoming harder to say as more and more of our head offices are moving offshore due to takeovers. And I think um, a takeover of tech would do the same thing. Um, the heart and soul of the company leaves the country and its um, ability to support society and be philanthropic 
uh, is dramatically reduced when the head office moves offshore. So um, I think Glencore just has to increase their bid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I mean, there's a share structure there that they knew existed and it can, uh, it's a pretty good defense. Um, Absolutely. Well, while it still exists, because obviously Techie is looking to um, remove its Class A shares and have uh, all shares of equal weight. Um, a bit more positive news for Tech this week. Uh, tech today received announced it received regulatory approval for its $1.3 billion Zafranau Copper Gold project in Arequipa from Peru's National Service of Environmental Certification for Sustainable Investments. Zafranau has an expected mine life of 19 years and will produce copper gold concentrates through an 80,000 ton per day open pit and conventional concentration process. The company said it now intends to update the project capital and operating cost estimates from those contained in a January 2020 feasibility study and sees the possibility of a construction decision as early as the first semester of next year. Staying in Canada, Seabridge Gold sold a 1.2% net smelter returns royalty on all metals to be produced from its KSM Gold Copper property in British Columbia to spot resource streaming for 150 million US dollars. The proceeds will be used to complete works to achieve a sustainably substantially started designation from the BC government, which will ensure the continuity of the project's approved environmental assessment certificate. Seabridge can buy back parts of the NSR over time to reduce it to 0.5%. A June 2022 pre-feasibility study detailed a 195,000 ton per day operation to produce more than 1 million ounces a year of gold with copper, silver and molybdenum for 33 years following a $6.4 billion initial capital investment. A bit of uh, country risk now. In Chile, Chile's new royalty proposal nears the end of its legislative journey as Chile's finance minister, Mario Marcel, agreed a 46.5% government take ceiling. The Senate has approved the royalty bill, which will go next week to the lower house, the Chamber of Deputies. Finally, um, South 32 saw its Hermosa zinc project in Arizona confirmed as the first project to be added to the Fast 41 process by the United States Federal Permitting Improvement Steering Council. Fast 41 is a process which provides a tailored roadmap to permitting with federal agencies. With an estimated cost of 1.7 billion US dollars, Hermosa would be a 4.3 million tons per year operation and produce an average of more than 110,000 tons per year of zinc with lead and silver over 22 years. Robin Ian, let's bring you back in. Um, you announced a drilling program today. Tell us about that and what its aims are. Well, on, on the drilling front for Canadian Gold Corp, what attracted us to the story originally was the high grade that was discovered in 2021. You were looking at almost an ounce per gold over 12 meters. And the previous company's name, Satori, was unable to attract capital in the down market and follow up that result. And so we looked at this simply as a, a situation that if you can continue to find more high grade in Canada, where you have uh, certain permits in place already, um, could you transform the operation by injecting the expiration capital that be required? And if you look at the history of Rob and Goldcorp, it was really on the back of high grade drill results that transformed that story. And not saying we're going to have the same type of result here because that was a very special situation, but it is a, a similar 
plan that we're putting forward that is the changing of grade that could turn this asset around that Canadian Gold Corp owns. Okay, Let, let's um, you know that's obviously a, a short-term goal for 2023. What uh, you just mentioned there, Ian. Um, let me ask Rob this next question: what, What's the more longer-term aim or, or vision for the company? Where, where do you want it to go? Find more high-grade, Paul. Uh, we, we're just going to explore and then see. It, it's a property that is well endowed with. Uh, it's beyond just. It was a mine, so it has infrastructure in place it's near a community so there's a workforce that um, it's pro mining district low power rates power is going into the site it has a permit to start mining it has underground development i mean it, it is not an ex just a grassroots exploration story it's uh, it's ready to go into production so um, once if we can define a large enough resource through our exploration um then uh, uh, it's going to become a mine. Okay, and what kind of timeline are we talking about there? I mean, it sounds like you've got very clearly set in in your mind's eye what the different goalposts and and, and things you need to do are to get the mine to to get the project back into production. What's the okay. timeline, and what will be the main hurdles to overcome to do that? I'll pass it over to Ian because he's had recent conversations with the government of the province. So. Yeah, and I think what we're working on the timeframes right now, we want to change it from being a diesel uh, operated site machinery to electric. We want to incorporate ore sorting into the processing to bump the head grade. We're looking at other process methods that would be more environmentally sensitive. So everything that we want to do, we're currently looking at. So it's probably a little bit too early to put a timeframe because we, we think that there's an opportunity here to have one of the most sustainable, environmentally sensitive uh, gold mines in the world. Because one thing that Manitoba has, in addition to low power costs, is you're looking at almost 100% renewable energy in the province. So that, that's a huge advantage, and we want to try to take advantage uh, of that for this mine. Thank you. Um, Rob, I'm coming back to you. I had the, the the pleasure and the privilege to be at the SME um, Current Trends in Mining Finance Conference this week. You were there. Um, you participated on a copper panel with me. Thank you very much for that. And you also gave a very, very interesting uh, and stimulating and fascinating presentation about um, how you see the development of McEwen Copper's Los Azules project in San Juan in Argentina. Um, that very much focused on all kinds of sustainability aspects. Um, is it, you're going to look to bring a number of those into the development here? Yes. Um, starting with a fresh mine, it's easy to come up with a clean slate. Um, when you're looking at it, one that's already established, it's a little harder. Here we have a mine that operated for a short period, then closed down. And we have the opportunity to treat it like a new mine. Um, so yes, we're going to do it there, and we're going to do it to our other operations as well. Um, there's history you have to deal with, so you have to shift the operations over time rather than do it instantly in a new or mine like uh, Tartan Lake, where we are. OK. Thank you. Um, I'd like to sort of talk now about some of the broader trends that you both see in the gold equity space. We, we've talked a little bit about the, the difficulty that junior explorers are perhaps having financing and doing some things. Um, it's big M&A happening as well with um, the New Newcrest Mining Board 
basically saying okay to the uh, the the approach from from Newmont. Um, in in Canada, we've also seen Goldfields coming in and doing a 50-50 joint venture with the Cisco Mining for the the the, the windfall project. What, what is your view on some of these trends? It's just the start. The, as the metal price moves up, um, there's a need to perceive need to be bigger, to be relevant to the market. There are larger pools of capital out there. Um, and you're going to see, certainly in the junior space where it's been very difficult to raise money, uh, I think you'll see more consolidation occurring and also in the intermediate and the seniors are looking to continue to say they have growth and they're going to be acquiring. Uh, they certainly have benefited the most from the recent increase in the gold price. Their treasuries are strong. They have access to capital. And the intermediates and um, many of the juniors just haven't had that yet. So they are prime targets, I believe. Okay. Within that context, Rob, um, what are your ultimate goals for Canadian Gold Corp? Is it to build a new uh, a new producer that will go up and become a mid-tier producer and potentially look to in the future to go even further and become a you know a senior gold company? Oh, at this stage, Paul, it's let's find some more high grade. Um, we put it into production and we can do it very profitably and start thinking of a dividend stream. Um, we want to move back to the profitable gold mining. And where we go from there, I guess it gives you lots of opportunity to to think beyond. Um, but the plans of grandeur and being uh, another barrack or something, it's a little premature. Okay. Um, Ian, let me sort of kind of throw that question to you in some ways. Obviously, having the McEwen name involved in the company is of great benefit and a funding partner and a business partner. Um, it must also be a, a great mentor for you as well. No, 100%. Uh, I've known Rob now. For, it's uh, hard to believe almost... Uh... 22 years now goes back to our first encounter was in an elevator, just uh, ironically enough, and he hasn't been able to get rid of me since then. But uh, it's, it's been a it's been a very good uh, relationship because not too many times you you get that at a very early stage in terms of learning all facets of the business from rock samples to corporate financing to to m and it, It's really been quite life changing to to experience all that. Well, perseverance obviously is a key trait that's necessary for success, particularly in the mining sector. Okay, to sort of bring things to our conversation to a bit of a conclusion, um, where do you want the company to be by the end of the year? Well, I think if you look at the objectives of before us, it's following up on this high grade. I think that is the game changer. We don't want to lose focus of what we, you know, just to be big is not the goal here. Too many companies are big, yet they drastically underperform the gold price. And that's not the objective. If you look at uh, new market gold with Kirkland Lake Gold, or you look at Gold Corp, it's the ability to find the high grade. It's to move the advancements in terms of the new technologies we can incorporate into this asset and say, you know, can we have a single mine that could be very profitable in Canada? with a low cost of discovery. And I think if we could achieve those fronts, I think we would be quite happy by the end of the year. Thank you. And what one sort of final question for you, Rob, uh, and you sort of highlighted this last, well, earlier this week, McEwen Mining, um, gone through a, a, several difficult years. 
But over the last six months, you've been perhaps one of the best performing gold stocks out there. I think you put the figure up a 200% share price, price growth since uh, since October, if I remember correctly. Um, aside from being a huge relief and uh, um, good to get the, the bad days behind you, um, what more can we expect from McEwen Mining this year? Well, um, the copper project, which is we own 52% of McEwen Copper, is moving um, head quite aggressively. We'll have an updated PEA the beginning of June. Uh, we've already put our environmental permit in, so started that process. Uh, there's a large drill program that's just coming to uh, a pause because of the Argentinian winter, but we'll be kicking that back on in October and going strong. Uh, at our Fox mine, which was always a difficult asset, um, its uh, its costs are coming down. Its production's going up. We're going to be driving a development ramp down at, to our stock deposit, which uh, will be extending the life of that mine. Um, at Gold Bar, um, it's we're doing, and, and we also have a very large exploration program going at fox and we're finding uh gold right near surface right near the mill so uh, it'd be some of the first material going in from the ramp development at, at gold bar it's um we were a little short this first quarter in production not a little quite a bit and we plan to make that up in the third and fourth quarter however the costs have come down uh, so the trends are good costs are coming down production's going up and Exploration news is um, looking quite attractive. Not quite as high grade as Tartan Lake, though. And... Okay, well, I wish you continued success there, Rob. Uh, finally, Ian, how can people get hold of you? It's a good question. I don't know. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> we have a new website, so you can either email us or, or phone us, and uh, we'll get right back to you with, uh, with any investor uh, questions or comments. And the website is? CanadianGoldCorp.com. Okay. And, and Rob, how can people get hold of you? Uh, Rob at McEwen Mining. Excellent. And people can follow me on Twitter at Paul Harris Gold. If you like what I hear, what, what you hear, tell a friend and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you very much, Ian and Rob. Have a great weekend and have a great weekend, all our listeners. <laughs> <laughs>